Yes, my friends, and welcome back to the John Mahon Show, powered as always by Forever Loud. Well, almost not not powered. Almost not powered at all tonight. Thank you for the pun, Ollie. John had a power cut about an hour before I came over. Yeah, yeah, I was just sat on my laptop doing a bit of work, and the non-studio lights were on, and all of a sudden just everything went. I was listening to music, that stopped... And yeah, how it's mad, isn't it? Like society would just collapse without, mm. without electricity. Yeah. It? Like as soon as your house doesn't have as electricity. As soon as your phone ran out of battery. Yeah. You'd be fine. Yeah. Genuinely. It's like, cool. Where do we go from here? Turn <laughs> all the light. lights down, down. That's a light a candle. I almost did. There's a couple of candles in the corner, but I found oh, the lantern cool. that I used for my Bray Wyatt Halloween costume. Yeah. Last year. So I, I bust that out. <laughs> put on the mask as well yeah you just crept around as the fiend for a couple of imagine minutes. just going into like your mum's room <laughs> found some light follow the buzzards how you doing ollie i'm doing all right it's a uh, tuesday yeah because i couldn't do yesterday yeah busy man busy busy man so yeah that's why we are on a rare tuesday for you but very exciting show today we are going to be joined in about 13 minutes by bambi thug now bambi this friday has an opportunity to represent ireland in the eurovision song contest and is down for the final round of selection yeah that's exciting isn't it? very exciting and the song in question is a tune called doomsday blue which we're actually going to do a quick reaction of now just to get the show going we are indeed, once I get up. There we go. That's what she said to <laughs> So this is the song that Bambi has entered in to represent Ireland in the Eurovision Song Contest. Yeah. Doomsday Blue. I love Fire. that. It ends just on that. Yeah. I one thing I do want to ask about is like the the magical theme running throughout. Because obviously, like it starts with a Vada Kadava. That's the first line. Vada Kadava. Yeah. So strong magical theme running throughout that. That is Doomsday Blue, which is the song that Bambi Thug was hoping to represent. Hoping it will uh, Wingardian Leviosa. Wingard? Um, did you just say Wingardian Leviosa to to the finals? <laughs> What is it wing that is wing ten. Yeah, yeah Wingardium Leviosa. That is ten out of ten, bro. Ten out of ten. Yeah. Oh <laughs> I can't, I can't think of any of the Harry Potter themes. <laughs> Jim, do you play Hogwarts Legacy? I don't game at all. You are not you're missing out, man. I know. I, that I was like such a good game. I, I used to love gaming, but then when I was violently unemployed, gaming <laughs> was not a hell of size, and like my time management is that bad that like, and my ADHD as well. Yeah. That if I get into something, I just got to finish it. So I like the safest thing for my what, productivity is just to not do it. That's the aim of games is to finish them. Yeah, music. exactly. Um, but I know. I mean, I yeah, I put many hours into things like Skyrim, uh, Fallout, Red basically Dead. all the Bethesda games, all the all the role play games. Mm. Let's get lost in a good RPG. WWE have just announced their cover stars for next year. Cody Rhodes and Bianca Belair and Rhea Ripley. I saw I saw them, did I? Did you? <laughs> oh yeah, when Live. we went to watch it. Yeah, you did see Cody wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. Was Rhea there? Rhea was there but didn't fight. Nah, she Rhea was with came, um, the Judgment Day. Donovic. Don, Donovic? Don, 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 
Dominic Mysterio. Little Mysterio. Little Dommy. And yeah, the rest of the Judgment Day crew. But yeah, huge for Rhea to be on the cover of TK24. So might have to come out of gaming retirement for that one. I, uh, which one did I have? It was Smackdown versus Raw guy. This, I, it was like, like first PlayStation maybe. Oh, like No Mercy. I remember it was like Stone Cold was on the cover. Here Comes the Pain? No, I think it was just like, it might have been a Raw game. Okay. Or just like, it was the Attitude Era anyway. And it was cool because it was like, obviously the graphics weren't amazing. Yeah. But every, you played like the storyline and each character, each wrestler had their own like actual, like filmed Mm. little piece to camera. Let's go. Me as a fucking 12 year old, just like, yeah. (laughs) And that's the bottom line. (laughs) Because Ollie Routes said. I learned to do the people's eyebrow. I spent hours in the mirror. Because it's hard to do. Like, yeah. You, you've Raising. Never, yeah. Like, you don't ha- just have the muscles. A lot of people don't just have the muscles. You have to train it. Mm. You, I mean, you do, but. <laughs> there we go. still do it. It's weird because, like, our orientation <laughs> on here is, like, flipped. So, looking at yourself on this screen, you're not raising the eyebrow that you think you should be raising. There you go. But. There you go. No. Do you know what's weird about what we're seeing is this is what other people see. Because we're used to seeing a mirror reflection of ourselves. Yeah. So this Whereas is how we actually look. This is how we actually look. Yeah. Which is weird. Yeah. Because you never see yourself. Isn't it weird that you've never seen yourself? How other people see how you. other people see you. With your own... You've seen, might have seen a recording of yourself. Yeah. But that's not you seeing yourself live. Yeah. From someone else's perspective. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Well, my friends, Bambi Thug will be joining us in about five minutes time. And then did we say what we're going to do in hour two? Did we talk about that? No, no, we didn't. So in hour two of today's show, we're going to go through some bands to watch out for in 2024. Because watch out. There's a band band in the corner. (laughs) Then they've got an acoustic guitar. Ollie on his Forever Loud website put together a list of bands to watch. Wasn't just me. In my talented team of writers. Let's go. Editors. <laughs> my burp. <laughs> <laughs> I had jalapenos before. It was spicy. Oh, did you? Spicy burp. See, I haven't even been able to eat today because when I went to make some food, it was around the time when the power cut happened. So I was, I was going to bust together like a nice little omelette, but no. No omelettes in the dark. No. Terrible bad name. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that a Fall Out Boy song? <laughs> <laughs> no omelettes in the dark. My omelettes know what you did in the dark. But yeah, Forever Loud put together a must-watch list of bands for 2024. So we're going to go for a couple of those. Yeah, some great up-and-coming talent. Yeah, and then we'll drop a couple of predictions as well, things we think might happen this year, um, like bands that might release an album, like any tours, like just any anything that we think might be going on in 2024. Got a couple of bits to react to as well. New North Lane song has dropped with Winston from Parkway, Parkway Drive. So we'll give that a bash in our two as well. And there's still not that so, much music news kicking around. Yeah, I think a lot happened last year. So it's sort of like just January is a bit of a, a dry, dry Jan. A dry Jan. Dry news Jan. But I think it'll, it'll start to pick up. Yeah. Like, I was trying to think about the bands that weren't active last year. And actually, when you think about it, so many bands were active last year. So many of the big hitters as well. New Fallout Boy album, new Paramore album, new Blink album. Like, yeah. Bring Me are going to be dropping this summer. Sleep Token dropped last year. So, like, would they drop this year? I don't know. They 
They've but got the yeah, artwork. They just really announced the massive US tour. Mm. But they did the sort of uh, deleted everything off their socials. Yeah. Mr. Like Bad Omen is doing that at the moment. Yeah. But they've just done a teaser for a new song with Poppy. With Poppy. Yeah. Which I'm very excited. That, that'll about. be out this week, surely. Very, very excited about. But what we are most excited about right now, my friends, is introducing to you your live guest for today's show. Please show a lot of love and appreciation for Bambi Thug. What's going on? Hello. How are we doing? Yeah, good. Good, thank you. I've had a very stressful, very hectic day, but I'm now just had some dinner. My mom made me some food. So nice. A bit more chill. Nice. Mom's cooking always helps. Always, always. So yes. good. Mom's spaghetti. So what happened today, if you don't mind us asking, why has it been so stressful for you? Uh, I've just been finishing like notes on the visuals and running around picking like last things up and packing my bag and checking everybody in for their flights, my team to come over and just absolutely running around Cork City like a crazy person. Damn. And I had a vocal lesson as well today. So it was, there was a lot on and I still have loads to do. Jeez. The rock star life is very merciless sometimes. It is, it is. It is, is this is. all prep for Eurovision? For yeah. Yeah. So that's what we, I mean, that's for your first, first talking point. Yeah, 100%. That's why we wanted to kick this interview off. So Doomsday Blue, we just gave it a bash on the show. And what a song to, to be going into Eurovision with. When did this process start with you wanting to enter and represent Ireland in Eurovision? Um, so it's always been something I've thought about um, just forever because it is such a big platform. Um, as a songwriting competition, I think I'm a great songwriter. So it kind of made sense. And um, last year I was watching it with um, Cassiette and them down in Brighton. And I kind of just was like, guys, I think I should do this. And they were like, you need to do this. So then I applied and then I kind of forgot I applied. And then they called me. And I was like, Sweet. that's amazing. Um, but also because it's the, the we're, we're tied with Sweden now for seven wins. And oh, I'm half Swedish and it's going to be in Sweden this year. And I kind of just saw that as the universe being like, maybe this is the year that you do it. Yeah. Um, so just things aligned. Um, and now we're here and it's happening on Friday. And it's scary because Ireland, I don't think, uh, has ever seen anything like Bambi Thug. <laughs> you know, it's not like the radio over here is even similar to the UK, you know, yeah. so I'm just hoping that they, they see the fact that the artistry shines so, um, so brightly through it and that I'm who they should send because I know how to work a stage, a big stage. And I've so many, I've so many ideas about how this song could be done on a bigger stage show with big production. Like it goes through so many different worlds. Like imagine, Imagine that. Imagine the possibilities. Endless. Oh, it's like it's one of those, isn't it? Up there, one of the most watched shows in the world. Really, so something like two hundred million. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like World Cup level. Imagine one percent of that. Yeah. people like you. That's like two million. Maps. <laughs> <laughs> all of us froze for a second. Then we're like, "What is the it's maths? like that meme of all the, all the numbers?" Going. <laughs> what is this math going? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's wild though. It's wild. Like I'd love to be given the opportunity. Um, and I just think that I'm the correct choice. 
A hundred percent. So what is this sort of process now for you going forward with it? So is it, are you against other songs? Yes, I'm against five other acts um, from Ireland. And we basically do a live show on Friday on the Late Late Show, um, which is on our national broadcaster, RT. But everyone in the UK can also tune in on rtplayer.ie. It's on a half nine or 9.35. And then it's a public vote. Um, combined with an international jury, combined with an Irish jury vote. So I'm kind of hoping maybe the international jury will have my back <laughs> or will just believe in it or understand it more. Um, but UK can actually vote as well. Oh, sweet. Yeah, with the Northern Irish um, voting number on the night. So I'm also hoping that because most of my fan base and followers are over there maybe they'll help me oh <laughs> yeah so it's all decided on the actual night then so by the time you leave that studio you'll know whether it's a yes or a no i think so <sighs> it's live as well it stresses, <laughs> it stresses us out doing this live every yeah every week yeah it's live <laughs> well, like we have a dress run the day before to like figure out the camera angles and stuff um and then it's live the next day um next evening even um yeah, I just really hope Ireland vote correct. You know, they have a, a tendency to vote for who they know. Uh, vote because there's some Irish in a song. Um, I don't know. I'm hoping to just blow everybody out of the water to be honest with my performance and maybe that will just speak for itself. And I just, I've been grinding in this for so long. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, not so like... Apart from that, it'll be amazing because I've never, the Irish public had no idea who I am. And now I'm going to be on our national telly. So let's, like, let's you're never going to get rid of me after this anyway. I'm going to be like, play my, my music now. <laughs> just just you being announced for it has probably turned a lot of people to, to your music anyway. 100%. I've gone up so many um, followers on everything, to be honest. And um, it's been amazing exposure. Like we've gotten loads of press off this and loads of national press in Ireland, as well as like Kerrang and stuff have been um supporting and um like some gcn mag which is like the big lgbt mag for here and yeah it's been lovely like i've gotten a lot of love i've gotten some transphobic hate mail but you know what that is to be expected um so i think being polarizing is quite a good thing and also i would be silly to be a outwardly um non-binary uh, trans plus person and not expect to get any hate you know it is mad that you can't do something as simple as enter a song contest without that having to rear its Seth's ugly head of the internet yeah i mean that happens everywhere you know it's yeah. not even just this, like it, it's a very it's a tough world for people who um are under the legitimate de quoi umbrella um but it's also a beautiful one and I don't care. Like, give me all the hate you want. I'm still going to fight with love for my community and myself. A hundred percent. And especially as far as, you know, media is concerned, people always say the only thing that's worse than being talked about is not being talked about. So at least they yeah, can't get your name out of their mouths. In any way you want. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to fight with love and looks because some yeah. of your looks are yeah, amazing. Definitely. Have you got anything special planned for this week or for Friday? Uh, for a costume, right? For the uh, performance. Have you got anything? To... Um, yeah. yeah, so I've got my two dancers with me. Um, I If we get to Eurovision, if we get to the Malmo, I want loads of dancers. Um, oh. But I have my two main dancers with me who have been on download and, and other shows with me. And 
Where did they what come from? They? Where did those bubbles <laughs> just come from? <laughs> I have no idea. Is that our stream? <laughs> what? Um, yeah, so I've got my dancers with me. I've got some beautiful choreography um, planned. And I mean, there's not, you can't do lots in the RT studio, but we are having like very beautiful visuals on the screen. And um, I'm playing a lot with the lighting because that's the main thing I can do. Mm. Um, to show the difference between worlds, and I obviously have a goth Conti outfit. So sick. Let's go. <laughs> Are you leaning into the the magical element of it at all? Because obviously the first bar of the song is a Vada Kedavra, and like the actual lyrical flow of some of the verses actually sounds like you're putting a hex or a spell on people like, as you're going through it. I am putting a hex and a spell, but not on people. Okay. Um, more so on trying to uh hex out negatives in my life and also people's lives so it's not it's it's more when i say a hex to put on you it's negative forces right so then a person even though right. i bet people who are like really catholic in the audience are gonna be like oh my god <laughs> <laughs> get the cross um, yeah but i mean the whole vibe of it i feel like even if i was in a, a a space with just like a white light it would still be giving witch because i feel like i can't do anything without <laughs> giving witch <laughs> um, so i am leaning into the magical of it i mean i guess just my the way i perform it will be witchy i can't get away from that like my bones hell yeah because the artwork on the spotify thing kind of reflects that because you got like that crazy headdress on in it don't you in the oh yeah so it's yeah the the, the Cathexas artwork so that I'm like this um water witch basically mm. in that um I won't be being painted my full body for this okay. because we have to do two days of the same makeup right it takes hours <laughs> but I will I do have um, my makeup artist Sophie Gauk who is uh, they were on Glow Up oh wow they've done my makeup for all of my music videos and they're just part of my beautiful queer family and they're going to do some really cool um i don't want to tell anything but they're going to do cool things on my face <laughs> Ooh, okay that was going to be my question later on actually who's your mua like if it's one dedicated person whether you switch them up because yeah like the makeup aesthetics that you've rolled out so far and to give these different music videos all of their like different characters and different imprints has been amazing yeah i, I mean it's mostly uh sophie um, I do sometimes use um, Maruna and Manissa, um, Milena even, sorry, Manissa is a designer, Milena, uh, Milena and um, Maruna did my um, makeup for my headline show and they put me in like a bald cap, so that took ages as well. Um, Damn. I basically, yeah, I don't know, I just, I, I'm very connected to very um, creative people in my, in my little circle. Um, which is gorgeous because we just like we barter with each other a lot of the time like if there isn't when there's a budget we can pay everyone but if there isn't like with Soph sometimes we'll barter okay you do a makeup look for me and I'll come and write a song for you in the studio because um, Sophie also wants to do music and is really I'm good um, so I'm happy to do that kind of bartering uh, <laughs> for now um, yeah, my my costume designer is Ouchboy, who's also just my little non-binary crew, basically. And Storm St. Clair is the um, creative direction. 
and they're also an artist really really cool uh, like brat rock bratty like uh they're just wicked oh just my gang is just super talented i'm just so lucky <laughs> that's awesome though because especially with something like music i do feel like for a certain element of like the rock culture, that element of how you look and the importance of like these crazy vibrant outfits expressing various different parts of the song kind of went away for a little bit. And it's so awesome to see someone not only like bringing it back, but like being so selective about their crew being like, you are amazing at what you do. Let's give you a platform. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, and I, I really, I, I stand by like bringing up um, more queer people. I mean, I kind of, surround myself mostly with queer people anyway and neuro spicy people because I feel like you just attract like attracts like <laughs> um but no like if any of us come up we all come up together you know and um it's just funny that my whole crew are also awesome at music I'm like guys come on let's go <laughs> um just take them on yeah. tour with you as you support Pardon? take them on tour as you support 100% 100% one day I'm like we're all just going to be in together well I guess like my my headline show had so many acts in the space of like three or four hours like it was I ran it like a mini festival like it was like <laughs> let's go 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 I had like my my stage um my momager <laughs> James Rose being like are you ready at the side of the stage you're on in five <laughs> minutes get to the side of the stage like everyone just queued up as if it was like a dance show when you're like a kid um yeah and I like that. I'd love to bring loads of people on on tour with me. Like, and I'd like to have like not just music. You know, I had like, I had burlesque. I had um, uh, drag acts. I had dancers. Hell yeah! Because I'm a theater kid. You know, I okay. love all of that. I I I think that um, I love a cabaret. I love like a variety. I love like keeping people being like, oh, what's next? Oh, it's not just singing. You it's know, a, it's a show. Uh, the show like i want to put on a show hell yeah and what i love the most as well is like a lot of those like themes come from stuff like the dance music scene which for the longest time has been amazing for representation like in terms of yeah. like what they've flown the flag for over the years like they have been like so on it and you know as you mentioned stuff like burlesque routines drag acts like mm. production and like you know costumes and and those kinds of things and dance is something that runs very very heavily through your melodic composition like was that yeah. something intense from the get-go um yeah I mean I, I'm I'm uh my first love and my my first uh, trajectory in life was dance so I did a lot of ballet um growing up and I did a dance course here in in Ireland and then I was with Cork City Ballet for a little bit um via that and then I came over to London to do a musical theatre and dance degree. Damn. More focused on dance, but I broke my arm really badly oh. um, before coming over. So I kind that of- dancing? Yeah, well, we were, I was, I was basically in the last year over here, I had just finally, after getting nothing the first year, always being in the back, I was about to be dancing Spring Waters, which is this amazing padded piece. And yeah, and then we were practicing the lift out one night drinking because we're stupid oh no so we can do this it was fine it was fine so the first time we did it and we were like oh, wicked and everyone in the club was like that's so cool he like lifted me up over his head on like like in his hand and then he was like let's do it again and i was like i don't want to do it again i wanted to be dancing and drinking and blah blah, blah. i was like 19 um and then we did it again and then i was in the oh, 80s God. with my my arm was out in like five places it's all metal my arm 
Oh, you got a plate in there. Yeah, I'm bionic now. Oh. Um, so dancing, like, obviously, obviously then in university, like we still had like military training in everything, mm. in every form of dance and acting and singing. Um, but it definitely took a backseat for me. Um, but I still do it and I still love it. And I always say like, if I ever um make a load of money out of music people always get personal trainers i want a personal ballet teacher I want that. like it's even worse than a personal trainer they're crazy <laughs> um so i yeah it's always been important for me to have every aspect <laughs> of what i do um because i i love everything you know like i love acting i love dancing i love music i love musicals i love all types of rapping screaming whatever it is like i'm greedy and i mm. kind of uh, if someone tells me I can't do everything, I'm going to do it all. I think you can yeah. you can definitely hear that in your music, <laughs> like Doomsday yeah. Blue. I think it just it takes so many curveballs that you don't expect. It like builds up, and you think it's going to get heavy, and then it drops out into like a softer part. And then I love the yeah. bit at the end when it just when the screams come out and electro metal, super doomy. <laughs> uh, yeah. like, I can't wait to see people's faces when you play that. I know, and it's the thing is like a lot of the the late late show audience are um, older people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see though because when they when they announced it on the radio on rt a few weeks ago um people text in live you know and um it finished and i just i got out of the studio and, and one of the people uh on the computers was like an old lady just texted in to say that she's 70 years old and it's her favorite song and i was like well Aww. there is possibility so <laughs> for ireland <laughs> that's amazing Let's go, Ireland. Well, I mean, like, one thing I did want to talk about about Doomsday Blue and, like, Ollie just referenced it there was, like, the ending of the song because what I love about the song is how, yeah, as Ollie said, it builds and it, like, takes away in, like, in various different places and, like, it seamlessly flows. But then at the end, when you loop the word blue and then that, like, staggers into, like, what is, like, a big sort of drop or a breakdown at the end of it and, like, the word blue almost acts as, like, a hi-hat sat on the production. yeah. <laughs> yeah and it's like it makes your body just naturally start wanting to roll mm. like ha when you're writing a song like that like when you're demoing it and putting it all together is that something that comes out towards the end of the process towards the beginning of the process like those like small little production elements so what i will say actually as a, a sneaky um view into me making music especially with tyler Ryder and cass um there's never a demo it's wow. just as that's like studio and I and then I guess some tweaks are done like for a mix but like it is usually like uh, it is usually just as it is sick that's the amazing studio, like we'll we'll do most of it if not all of it um yeah I don't I don't know because we just go full in to fun and play and then I don't think I think if you go at something too much, you can taint it afterwards. Like if know when when it's good, because then you'll have demoitis if you yeah. like so don't have the demoitis. Make the demo so fucking good that that just is the song. Love um, that. The only one that we changed really was tsunami, and it wasn't changed. It was just that I got come and have a go to make the end donk, uh, <laughs> which I'm glad I waited to change that because I love. I, I, I think oh. same with doomsday. Like I love to have my endings of my songs just go off on one. Yeah. I think I like that. I like that there's there's a few of them that do that and I will definitely continue to do that. 
Oh, please do. Cause, please do. Because <laughs> the ending the ending of Doomsday just reminded me of Hundred Gex so much. Cause that's yeah. that's what they're so good at doing is taking like a baseline, like putting a load of distortion on it and just making it offensive. And yeah. like the like the ending of that just hits so hard. And like again, like how you manipulate production is so interesting because I love the way that you put like a low pass filter on like the intro and the verses to make those choruses hit a little bit harder, especially like with your vocal style as well. Yeah. The second verse actually, um, it's, it's, it's a preset that's only on a few, like, I think it's only on a few old logics. Mm. Um, but I, I remember when I started, um, making music myself, even I found it and I, I remember being like to Tyler, I was like, this, we have to find a way, because he uses Ableton. Okay. Like, we have to find a way to get this in on this this, this uh, vocal, because it makes it just so weird. It's called Psycho Choir, and I just, I'm obsessed with it. Um, So, I mean, I, Tyler, Tyler Ryder is, is a fucking genius. I'm so sorry, I'm not meant to be correct. Oh, no, no, you can swear on this, we're on the internet. Oh, yeah, 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 go nuts. <laughs> um, So, Tyler Ryder is a genius um, with production, so... Just anything that I, if I'm like, sometimes I'll just play weird things or sometimes I'll just be like, right, I want it to be like weird dungeon. I don't know, Donald Duck is hung, hanging upside down. And then he'll be like, like, got it. And it'll sound like what I want. That's amazing. So you've basically got a producer that you can put inside your head and go, can you pull this idea out for me, please? Yeah. I mean, like the thing is we have been friends for a long time as well. So I think he knows me now, you know, um, and yeah it's just lovely i i there's a few i don't work with many people but there's a few that i just really trust to always be a banger and uh he's definitely one of them oh 100 and you've got so many bangers in your arsenal as well i mean headbanger love that one as well especially like the the way in which you scream like it you've got a lot of different screams it feels like you can kind of like pick and choose which one you want for each moment yeah i've got a lot of different demons living inside <laughs> let's be real <laughs> they're all gonna come out at some point <laughs> yeah um i don't really know um what Half the time when I'm doing it, I don't know what comes out. It's usually a lot of layers because mm. I do a lot of characters. Um, I layer not so much in, in, in Doomsday. We don't have ma too many layers, um, which is actually good because for for Eurovision, you, you have to strip everything quite a bit. Like you can oh, really? have backing vocals, um, which I think for me does pay off to have so many character layers because then I can be like, well, this is these are layers but yeah <laughs> um but yeah for for my my screaming sections there are a few um different characters that i like to do like i have like cheerleader bams i have demon bams i have baby bams is my favorite that's always when there's like i don't know if you hear in some of my songs it's like ah! <laughs> this weird voice but that scream is like ah! <laughs> i don't know it sounds like a baby just vomiting or something um yeah, I'm still, I'm still even, I'm still even learning to to scream better. You know, um, it's only screaming I only kind of found in the last two years. Damn. Um, when did you start? How did you start picking it up? Um, so I think I got a bit. I got. I was in ritual. I scream, but now I listen to it and I'm like, ah, oh, baby scream. <laughs> um to be honest i think it was when i started working with with cass cassia and 
kind of fell in love with screaming more and like she picked up a few um things off off of her like she's incredible at screaming i would argue one of the best screamers in in the alt scene um so yeah it was kind of when i when i started hanging out more with Cass, she definitely like awakened something in me which i needed <laughs> i need to scream and now it's grown uh, it's grown into different characters in your, in yeah. your own body i need the different characters though because there's so many of me hiding inside and um i just love how it ends up sounding like some weird multi um dimensional like robot it's the bambi verse creature you know like because <laughs> I, I the, the the thing with that is like if you are doing so many characters it's like map them when you're when you're doing the layers so that they're exact exactly on the time you know mm. so like even if it's a different voice it's timed so well so that it just sounds fucked up <laughs> Oh, I loved it. So when you're playing these kinds of songs live, is that what you're thinking in your head when you're doing these various different sounds? Is like that is the character that's coming out of you? Um, it depends on the song. So once the song comes on, um, I guess something just takes over depending. Um, because also like I write things, I, I can't really write what I haven't experienced or what I don't know in me. Um, but like when I do Karasaki, I, um, I definitely become my like bubblegum power puff creep. Um, and then Doomsday is different because I have to jump between, um, being this witchy thing to being this like pop girly to like, um, back to the witchy weird thing again. And then into my, like my favorite, which is like crooner jazzy and i'm like that's definitely like more old soul <clears throat> and that'll also change the type of character when mm. i'm performing so like the the chorus i'm very much like ding 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 like sparkly teeth um the the verses i'm very much like my witchy like um and then the middle eight yeah then the middle eight is like really just indulgent in into this like if i was born in 1950s like sultry beautiful jazz singer and then at the end i get to do my uh goblin goblin gremlin bams scream <laughs> so yeah the, i get to hop around definitely most of any of my songs in doomsday okay um, yeah but you know we still don't know if there's other characters hiding in there so we'll see Stay what tuned. else happens with my music <laughs> coming soon like plot twist coming soon <laughs> 580 characters <laughs> hidden inside that like movie split of uh, James yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly except i can control them yeah, that's that's the part that you want. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, you don't you don't want to send these darker demons you coming don't out want, and driving. You don't the car. want the baby coming out in the wrong times. No, no, no. Be just in the street. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, I in the street is when I I I have this weird thing where, and if I'm in public, I love to shout. Okay. <laughs> or I love to just shout. I like to like to shout. I don't know whether it's like some neuro spicy thing that's in me, but like I have to like shout random things it's happening again, oh, the balloons are back again. It's encouraging the shouting <laughs> um 
yeah I have to shout or I have to make like weird noises I love just weirding people I love being weird I just love weirding people out. I always you like the uncomfortable yeah I do and but also only only from like far away like not up close to people I feel like when I'm old like when I'm really old I'll be one of those like old people who's really like annoyingly like weird on the street <laughs> it's casting just spells on people just for laughs yeah. oh that's amazing well I mean Speaking of you performing live, you're performing at Download Festival last year, which yeah. looked incredible from some of the footage that I've seen online. How how was that day as a whole for you? Ooh, I can't really remember the whole day. I was so it was a hot one, wasn't it? Yeah. It was one oh my god, it was the hottest day in the whole year almost. I was wearing a long sleeve top and a hood. I was I was so roasting. Like anyone was talking to me, they were like, how are you? I was like dying. <laughs> um, but it was, do you know what? It was beautiful. My mom was my tour driver um, because I just, I didn't, I couldn't afford to like basically have a tour bus or anything. So we rented like this uh, little van. My mom drove it. She never drove in a big van like that. Um, bless her. Like, um, and I had my little, uh, my little queer family with me and it was it was amazing because what i can't remember is the tent was absolutely jam-packed um i don't remember performing at all oh wow at all like i was so i was so dissociated from my body actually during that um and uh yeah then i actually didn't really i didn't actually really go and watch anybody else on the day i kind of like was backstage I had like hours of interviews to be honest and then I was backstage I watched a lot of the I watched a lot of the performances from the telly in the bar backstage because yeah. I, I had like gone to the to the um one of the guys who puts um okay I, I don't it's he the main promoter he basically the the, the father of download Andy, Andy Copping yeah like I was like, we need to be in the bar. Please give us the wristbands. We gave, I gave us all those. And I kind of just watched a lot of it from there. Because it was very overwhelming as well mm. for me to have. Um, it was just so hot. And I was talking to so many people. And like, I really am one to need like a little bit of Zen time after I do performances or after I'm in big crowds. Like I really need that. Mm. And I didn't really have that. So I was kind of just like like malfunctioning <laughs> um but we were meant to go back home that night and I was just kind of like nah we're staying so me and Sophie and um ouch boy were my mom stayed in the car um that night because she had gone to the bar because <laughs> um, it it's uh, a free bar that one yeah yeah so <laughs> then uh but we were like right we're just gonna like stay out and have like a nice time and then we ended up like making friends with this random man and his friends and like basically like robbing his um his space in his tent he's like yeah you can stay here and we were like so we just like all took up all the space in his tent and then we stayed the x-ray the next day again and we were just like it was so warm like we really didn't care we found we found this like blanket we were like we were so tired by the time we were going to bed so we were just like right should we just take this blanket and lie here on the grass. And we just went and like lay on the grass and fell asleep there. And we were, yeah, we were kind of being rogue and reckless, but like also really wholesome. That's amazing. Um, and yeah, the reviews were incredible download. And um, 
I'm just I was super dissociated like I had a really really horrible um time of it a few weeks before download so I was suffering with um, PTSD and um I I'm just really proud of myself to have pulled on such apparently a great show <laughs> that I don't remember um while going through that so I was just kind of like I, I'm I'm really proud of myself I can't wait to do another big festival where I'm present hell yeah well I mean like well done for for doing that because that's a lot that people don't realize about being an artist is like they just see you on a stage and yeah. like they a lot of people go into that just assuming that obviously everything's going well it's a festival you're on a stage playing your music you must be crushing it in life but uh, the average fan who's out especially at a festival show probably wouldn't go what's gone on leading up to today that could have negatively affected this person's life yeah uh, yeah i mean nobody ever knows no one knows what happens to anyone behind closed doors you know really um but at the end of the day like i mean my i think my my ballet training i owe a lot to this is like um when there is a performance you leave absolutely everything yeah. at the door like there's no room for it like even if i have i was singing lesson today and um i was just like, i have to just every time i have something on that's that's either a training or a show or something regardless of what's happening to me like I'm giving you 100%. Um, and I owe that a lot to my discipline I learned growing up in, in all of these like theatre training and ballet training and stuff, I think. So even though it was crazy and strict and gave me a lot of um, mental problems from doing ballet as a child, um, it definitely gave me just like unparalleled push um, and strength. Hell yeah. In times of, of weakness, which isn't really weakness. Mm. It just shows me how stronger I am, really. Um, so, yeah. That's amazing. Pretty quality. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And like that, that's something that you pour into your music as well. In terms of your lyricism, like you're very brutally honest and open about the things you've experienced, the things that you've gone through, the things that you've survived. And like, I can imagine that your fans really appreciate that level of raw honesty from you. Yeah, I mean, like I, I, songwriting for me, like I have, I've never been one that's been able to afford therapy or anything or um not yet anyway so like songwriting for me has always been a way for me to un unravel my brain understand myself um heal myself um understand the world um and i i just kind of made a pack with myself from you know um i have a lot i have a lot of um dark baggage from my from my childhood from my growing up from everything and um I just kind of made a pack on myself that I through music would be honest you know and and that when I when I was able to speak up um that I would because I've seen what that's done for me watching people um be more honest online or 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 even um lyrics that are just super raw um and it definitely only adds strength to other others like um I have people, a lot of people reach out to me about um, similar things that I've mentioned online or, um, you know, it kind of just opens doors for people. And like, I'm not a fucking therapist, I'm, but I am ears and, and, and a heart that will listen 
for people who want to speak, you know, because there it's um it's so much more common than than we even realize um this kind of stuff and I do I get reached out by little oh my favorite actually my favorite was at the start of my career and this little queer kid messaged me on Instagram and they were like your music has made me come out to my family and I was like yes come out (laughs) that is amazing um so if like I'm only a small artist at the moment like and I think that's so beautiful and that that's kind of that kind of reinstates for me when I'm thinking that, you know, I want to, you know, we I think artists always go through these ups and downs of being like, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm throwing it all in. Like dramatic as hell. You're not throwing it in every stupid. Um, it's just a bad day, not a bad life. Just, exactly. So then um, those kind of things always come into my brain then to be like, well, you are now not doing this just for yourself. You know, you're not like, of course you're making music to heal yourself and you mm. can't, you have to write for you first. But as soon as it starts to touch people and as soon as it starts to make connections with people, I think that you owe it to those people to continue as well, to be a voice. Um, and also I'm just really proud of my fans. Like my fans are so good, such good humans. Like, there's there's like four of them who are like my like day ones have been there since every concert and i i just really they're solid solid beautiful souls and i'm just really grateful that my music even though it's a bit mental is attracting people that are really good you know and i'm that's actually all i could ask for like there's no bitchiness like everyone is there for each other and it's really really lovely that's amazing. And that's almost like the biggest compliment you can get as an artist where your fans are all people that could be friends with each other. 100%. And even friends with me. I'm like, to, to the four of them, um, like we have this little little group chat on my, um, how is this camera? It's back to front. Um, <laughs> on my Instagram. And uh, I just, you know, they they come, they come to me with like their like relationship problems as well. And like, there are definitely four of them that I will always answer forever. That's know? amazing. Um, like, yeah, I'm just proud of them. They're awesome. And I don't doubt that they're proud of you as well. 100%. They're like my biggest, they're like, F-Bevs. they're just there for me <laughs> as well. But know? when the Eurovision thing got announced, they, were, they lost their minds. <laughs> they're just there, they're voting hundred times. Already. I know I've already given them specific instructions. Like, okay, guys, it's on you to spread the word on the night. <laughs> they're like, on it, we got this. <laughs> That's amazing. Your own little teens take over the world. Yeah. Oh, well, before we get out of here, because I do that. That's one thing that I do want to leave this interview on is what what everyone can do to help you out this weekend. But one last question I did have for you, and it is it's on your vocal style, because like one of my favorite songs that you've written is Last Summer, because the the like the melodic composition of that song, it's it's such a beautiful dance track. But then the lyrics that you put over the top of it, like heartbreaking in terms of like the the subject matter you're talking about, but the delivery of it as well. You do something on that song that Sia does that I absolutely love, which is Sia's got like this pitched rasp 
on mm. on her voice and you do that so insanely well and like for me it, it conveys so much emotion that one singular sound like in terms of like those vocal techniques i'm guessing that's something that your vocal coach has helped you out with loads over the years but that like that that almost feels like something that you were born with that kind of noise um i i actually my, my i only have a vocal coach recently um and so when we were in uni i basically i'm trained as well as a vocal coach oh wow um, but I that record really when I was making all of those songs on Cathexis, like I wasn't thinking about like I usually also only do like a few takes. Like I can't go, I can't, I actually just can't even be I can't be bothered <laughs> spending it fucking ages. I'm like, that sounds good. <laughs> yeah, we you know, nailed it. It's like unless it's like love love bites, which actually I think ended up only being used one take but we did loads of takes and then we went back to the first one we were like no that's it okay. but on last summer and things um no the only thing i remember when i was making last summer is always being scared of when it goes higher from the lower because i mm. i still like i know like i can do it i can like i can sing up there but there's always like this yeah for it um but no I don't even know. I think maybe it's because I smoked a lot of weed. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's the secret. <laughs> that's life. the secret sauce. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, not really now, but like, um, definitely when I was in theater school, like my voice was a lot cleaner. Mm. And then I started smoking cigarettes and, and all the other things and definitely added a rasp. But then I started liking the rasp yeah. and I was like, mm. yeah, stay smoking. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, but now I'm actually on the nothing. I'm not even drinking at the moment. I'm like nothing, nothing, nothing. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a, to be honest, natural. What am I gonna say? Damn, some people are just <laughs> born with it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's I mean, some things you just can't teach. Be able to help me. Yeah. But, but some things just come naturally. Yep. Damn, that's amazing. Well, yeah, like keep keep crushing on that front because yeah, as soon as I heard that, I was like, that is so pure so damn pure well bambi before we let you go how can we as anyone who's watching this right now help you out this weekend okay guys this is the lowdown get on rte player.ie at 9 35 p.m on friday the 26th this friday you don't need a vpn for the late late show on RTE, it might confuse you because you need a VPN for different things, but not that show. Um, and you can vote if you're in the UK with the Northern Irish voting number. Voting is also unlimited in the time that the the lines are open. Um, so just spread the word because we need to beat the rest of the people who already have backing in Ireland. <laughs> Hell I love yeah. you, and if I win, I'm gonna like give you the best show in Malmo and bring fucking alt to the origin. Sorry, yeah. take over the song contest, rightly so, as Let's. a songwriter. Let's fucking go. We will clip that and make sure we put it absolutely everywhere this weekend. Well, Bambi, thank you ever so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. And best of luck this weekend. Like we're rooting for you and everyone else's as well. Hell yeah. Thank you so much. No thank worries. You thank me. you. Thank you. Well, My friends, show a lot of love and appreciation one time for Bambi Thug! <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. What 
a tune to represent the alt scene with at Eurovision this year. Doomsday Blue. And as Bambi said, that that is how you can help them this weekend. We will clip that. We'll put it everywhere. We'll make sure that we remind you and we'll RPE put it in front of you. Dot player. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's, player. That's, that's the one. Right. We're going to take a very quick break right now. And then we will be back in hour two of today's show, giving you some much watches for 2024. Yes, my friends. And welcome back to hour two of the John Mahon show powered by forever fucking loud. Forever effing Jeffing loud. Live life. Love. Live, laugh, limp biscuit. Live, laugh, limp biscuit. That's the one we're looking for. Welcome back to it, my friends. We're going to do some reactions to kick off hour two because the new music train has started a rolling for 24. We had to be a little bit patient. But, Choo-choo. But all aboard because we've got two tunes that we want to get into. Two Australian bands. Yeah. Good shout, Australia, for giving us some fire at this Australia party. is probably one of probably like the best like heavy music scenes of like the last 10 years i reckon oh yeah you're like in terms of metalcore you can't fuck with what's i feel like australia australia like, just delivered so many good bands yep starting obviously parkway were like the sort of star the flag bearers then obviously north lane then you got make them suffer yep amity affliction yep i was gonna say amity affliction you took that one <laughs> north lane north <laughs> Uh, Polar Polaris 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 um, Alpha Wolf who we'll get on to Thornhill Thornhill supported holding absence yeah Dr. Scott yeah me and you and Dr. Scott also says the riff for the intro music what the fuck is it it's something courtesy of Ollie's hands I wrote that yeah wrote the theme tune yeah yeah <laughs> get- I didn't actually write it specifically for this but it just worked did you not I was no Oh. I was just like, I could use one of my riffs. Yeah, it's not doing anything. <laughs> it's a fucking banger of a riff. Sitting on the sitting on my hard drive, might as well put it in an intro. Yeah, and it works well as an intro. Spe- but speaking of riffs, yeah, you ready for this? So this is my Sama. Is that how you say? Miasma. Miasma. Me. My. I. Miasma. I. I've always said miasma. What is it? But mean? it's. I don't know. But it's the album, my favourite Black Dolly Murder album. Yeah. It's called Miasma. And probably my favourite song by them, which is the title track. Yeah, let's go. My, uh, miasma, Miasma. Is that a synth over the top of it? Yeah. Or the guitar? Well, like, North Lane's last album was just is very synth heavy. But they do so well mixing the riffs with the synths. Mm. So, like... There was, there's definitely guitar in there. But yeah, oh, there's, yeah, there's a guitar music for that, that like higher yeah. pitch, like wow, wow, yeah. wow. Well, I, saw, I think I saw an interview with the guitarist or the one, of the guys who he's the main songwriter, just had like these old synths that he's been playing with. Yeah. All the new music. Let's go, keep going, boys. I've always been a fan of rap screaming. You know where it's like a rap flow, but you're screaming. Yeah, love it. Marcus is such a good vocalist. Yeah, yeah, an unbelievable talent. Yeah, because he joined. He's not the original. Everyone was hate because obviously the first album, two albums, first two, uh, was a different guy. Yeah. Can't remember his name. And then Marcus Jordan. But he was a great. I think a lot of people didn't want him, Marcus, originally. But I think he's just incredible. Mm. Oh, unbelievable voice. Yeah. So much going on. I was going to say, it makes you feel so uneasy, the tempo, doesn't it? But it's, I, it's like they've got a sort of backing, like the sort of chunky 
riffs in the background, but there's just so much going on, like the soundscape. Yeah. These like pulsating. Yeah, like the, the stabs like, of the drums, like the dun, 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 dun. But like the way in which it sits as a tempo, like it does make you feel uneasy. You're like, oh, like. <laughs> I shit myself. I'm on edge. <laughs> I'm going to shit myself. <laughs> Shit, shit myself riff. It's a shit myself riff. <laughs> that was like a breakdown out of nowhere, wasn't it? They've gone, like, they used to do this so much when in the older stuff is just messing with the time signatures. Mm. And they've, they've just thrown this fucking weird, I don't even know what signature it's in. 18 some, over 33.5. Some sugar type shit. But it's great. Yeah. I like it. How's, in, how's Winston going to hit that? That's the question. Do you reckon he's going to come in on bridge into breakdown? I reckon breakdown. Yeah. Yeah. That is a proper Meshuggah vibe. In that. <gasps> Fuck off. Oh my God. That is chunky. Yeah. Roll that back. Yeah. Pull DJ, up. DJ. <laughs> That's going to kick the fuck off live. Do you reckon they'll. Are they touring together? I don't know if they've got anything locked no. in, but like, you know, collaborations like this usually imply yeah. that there's probably going to be a tour together. Yeah. That's fucking great. Winston sounds. Angry. Angry. Yeah. <laughs> I proper like Meshuggah vibes. In yeah. There. I wasn't expecting that. I don't know what I was expecting. I think it's, I guess, because even though Pogway is still heavy, they're not like this type of heavy. Yeah. It's like a different type of <laughs> anger. <laughs> I know. I feel like he just, he screams at, in like Parkway breakdowns. He's a bit more cleaner. A bit yeah. More, a bit more like, hey, man, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> Whereas here, he's like, hey, man. I know what I fucking talk about. <laughs> that uh, was a 10 out of 10 Winston impression. Fuck. That I goes. Really, really enjoyed that. That goes in. Goes in. Goes off. Yeah. Goes hard. Goes hard. Goes hard as a motherfucker. Rock hard. Oh, my friends, what do you think of that? That is brand new North Lane featuring Winston McCall of Parkway Drive fame. Lamb enters the chat just saying hard. Nevin says new club track. <laughs> Apparently so, my friend. Dr. Scott says it's a bit of a pivot back to their alien sound. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. It is. It's, it, it's heavy music at its finest. So... This is why I like having Dr. Scott in the chat. He Dr. Corrects. Scott knows so much compared to us. Well, so it is miasma. Miasma. And it means oppressive atmosphere. Oh. An oppressive atmosphere. Damn. It's good to know. Damn. Every day's a school day. Thank you, Dr. Scott. That's why you're a doctor. Right then, we've got a second song that we want to react to before we get into our must-watch bands for this year. Our uh, second Australian band and this is another collaboration featuring ice tea yeah not water tea ice tea <gasps> i love the oh. transition the breaking glass transition <laughs> stone cold steve <laughs> alpha wolf that was phenomenal good, good. yeah i got i gotta right. pull that back one time what the fuck was that <laughs> that was a Second. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It's that iced tea. <laughs> the 
fucking terrible. Imagine that's the mask that Ice T's wearing, and he's <laughs> going to pull that off and introduce himself into this music video. I really like his scream mm. flow. Reminds me a bit of a mule. That's a great shout, Frankie Palmer. Problematic no. Frankie was that his name? <laughs> but yeah, what? What a tune. And do you know what? I'm really excited about how Ice-T comes into this. Because have you heard the Upon a Burning Body version of Turn Down For What? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know the intro to that where Ice-T's like, what's up, this is Ice-T, body count, Upon a Burning Body. And then someone from Upon a Burning Body goes, that's U-A-B-B-B, bitch. And then Ice-T goes, fuck that. Anyway, we open this <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I was like... Imagine opening up your song with an ad lib with Ice T, and he tells you to basically shut the fuck up. So <laughs> <laughs> they did it at the same time in in the same room. They've got to have done. There's no way a conversation like that doesn't flow <laughs> unless it went back and forth. He was like, "Let me just add one more last bit." Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "Keep that shit." And he's like, "If you want to say that UABBB line, <laughs> UABBB, <coughs> fuck that." Anyway. All right, let's get back into it. Can we just say, cheerleading, sound effect, very underrated. Like, bring me doing it on yeah. Happy Song, S-P-I-R-I-T. Do love that effect. Yeah, Architects said it on the new single. Yeah, sim uh, Seeing Red. Seeing Red. Uh, I was wrong. It was an iced tea under the mask all along. And the old uh, substitute teacher TV. TV. Yeah. Wheel him in. Oh, he said turn down for what then? Oh, did he? Yeah. I thought you said, I thought you said it turns out it's water. <laughs> that was a banger. That was a fucking chain. I love that um, Ice-T's part is just him fucking ranting at the camera. Yeah, just shit talking. <laughs> just shit talking. Just Ice-T just talking shit and then giving us a breakdown. I'm going to start this shit off by saying you motherfuckers are weak. <laughs> <laughs> weak I've been through too much shit in my life for you pussy ass to bother a motherfucking thing I'm doing. That is amazing lyricism. Yeah. I'm fairly sure Shakespeare also said something similar. Yeah, I think it was in Hamlet. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Next. Oh, that's unbelievable. Unbelievable. Lamb says, okay, now I need to listen to more Alf Wolf. You absolutely do. Nevin says, good shout. Yeah. I think Alf Wolf, uh, those, the last few singles they've had have just been top tier. Just power. Pure power. Top tier riffing aggression no it's like i'm judging it <laughs> 10 out of 10 aggression Never. 10 out of 10 riffs um yeah rock star swagger yeah there we go rock thing? solid um so 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 <laughs> those were our two reactions for today's show what we're going to do now is ollie has his website called forever loud which if you didn't know now you know and to kick off 2024, Forever Loud put together a list of bands that you should keep your eye out for this year. We did. And we're not going to go through all of them, but if you want to check out our full list, go to forever-loud.com. And it's on the front page. Ones to watch 2024. We basically picked our favorite artists that we believe are going to do some big things. In for a strong year. So yeah, we've got a strong list in here. Couple of friends of the show on there as well, Lolo. How Lolo can you go go? Yeah. But we're gonna pick a few few from here and first check up, out. 
We've got a some a friend, old friend, an old friend, Luke, who was in Presto Mico. Yeah, his new band on People. They've got one song out, but they just got they signed to Sharp Ten Records. Hundred thirty thousand views yeah. as well. Let's go, Lukey boy. So this is his newest project, and it's bloody good. Um, People, and this is Smother. I love those woes in the background. Yeah. Oh, 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 that's huge. Just straight out of the gate with fire. Yeah, just just and they, they actually they started touring, I think, before they'd released any music. Really? Yeah. Well, their first ever show was at Trees last year. Okay. Which I missed, but I heard some like phone recorded footage and it sounded great. Mm. And then yeah, they did a tour with Conjurer. Did they last year? Holy shit! Was it Con- yeah. What a first run. And then dropped this. Fire. This is unbelievable. What a band. Yeah. Ones to watch. Definitely. 100%. I'm pretty sure they are playing Trees again mm. this year. And I think they've been announced for some of this. Let's stuff. go. So, yeah, my friends, if you head into any UK festivals this year and you see young people on that lineup, no excuses. Yeah. And so next up, another one of my picks, uh, Tropic Gold. UK band, fairly, I mean, they've got fairly strong back catalogue, but this last year got, they got signed to UF, Unified, UNFD. So this is like their first release on this record label, and it's a banger of an EP. Sick. And this is one of the singles of it, called Get Over It. Big fan of that. I like the R&B style of yeah. his vocal on that chorus, like going falsetto on top. And the EP they dropped with this on, it's all this level of song there's, mm. there's no dip off there's no like bad bad tracks on it so definitely band to check out hell yeah chop it gold get over it well worth your time what should we do next let's go Lolo some lyrics that millennials or emos might find extremely <laughs> offensive to be honest I think skinny jeans are fine it just felt like a really good line viewer discretion is advised so we well you spoke to Lolo at Slam Dunk last year didn't yeah. you yeah one of my favorite interview clips of last year because obviously we were in the press area the entire day and I started off the interview by saying, hey, how was your show earlier? Sorry, we didn't get to see it. And as I went, because she just put a hand up in my face and then walked off camera. It's great. <laughs> then she came back. Then she, she did yeah, come back and uh, finish off the interview. Yeah. But She's it, a Canadian pop rock, emo, pop punk yeah. artist. Yeah. Very cool. I think like she's got quite some some big streaming numbers on Spotify. Huge. Oh yeah, like massive streams. This is a latest single, two of us. That's a great like make me want to <laughs> nuke my insides. Yeah. I tell you what, as a songwriting structure I love, and it's such a simple thing on a pop punk or a punk rock tune, is that big anthemic, almost slowed down chorus, and then the palm muted guitar verse yeah. straight out it's the quite, back of it. There's lo- it's quite a lot of songs that use yeah. that. Yeah, it's so simple, but... It's just it's the just, dynamic shifting yeah. from big to just, yeah, palm muted. The way it resonates in your head just sounds so nice. Yeah. I think Lolo is one of those artists that could definitely break the mainstream. Yeah, without a doubt. I can, You can imagine seeing her, like, supporting, like... Taylor Swift. Yeah, or Billie Eilish or something. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. What a tune. What a bloody tune. Now for a American band, I believe, called Post Profit. And I really like this. It's got a very nostalgic, grungy, 90s vibe. Okay. It literally sounds like fucking um, Crowbar. 
The band? The, no, the, those in the chorus on Crowbar by Frank Cart and the Rattlesnakes. Yeah, it's got that vibe, isn't it? I think it's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> post profit. Yeah, post profit. Well, it's a fucking tune though. Yeah. I do like. I do like the. The thing is, I think Frank Carr has gone. His sound is very much taken from a lot of older. American oh yeah, hundred percent. And like, yeah, he's a punk at heart, isn't he, Frank Carr? <laughs> yeah. So everyone's influenced by someone else before. Yeah. Yeah, post profit. Really good band. I think they've got some different style songs as well. Bit more heavier stuff. Um and finally. Last but by no means least. Another UK band, Snakes, which are more of a punk punky vibe. Yeah. This is our latest single, Sink or Swim. Tell you what it reminds me a lot of is soft play. Yeah. Like if if you put some synthesizers over the top of the yeah. old school soft play stuff when they were uh, what what I can never remember Slaves. the name of the album. The album where there was two dogs on the front and it was like ping. Yeah. I can never remember the name of that record, but there was... You know what I always remember about Are you satisfied? Yeah. One of the music videos on that album was filmed outside my old house in Peckham. No way. They were like literally going down the road. I didn't see it, but I watched the video and I was like, <laughs> my house is just there. That's amazing. They were just following you. Yeah. They were looking for you. For some reason. <laughs> And I always love when a band are unapologetically British with their delivery of their lyrics. But that's like the point. It's like you can't make this sort of music and put on any other accent, really. Nah. It's pure British. British punk. Yeah. Drop a bruv in there every now and then as well. Well, my friends, that was just a selection of the bands that Forever Loud selected as your must watches for 2024. The full article can be found over on Forever Loud's website. And it was compiled by Ollie and his team. So, you know, it's a trusty recommendation. I know some things. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. I've got my finger on the pulse. Yeah, he does. Some Somewhat. He's also got his finger somewhere else. <laughs> Checking my prostate <laughs> for cancer. So always check. During always the show. Get, During always the show. get checked out. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I do have an. <laughs> I, I do have a horrific joke about prostate examinations, but I'm not going to tell it on the stream. My friends, thank you ever so much for joining us tonight. I know it was a bit unusual us being on a Tuesday, and do you know what was great actually? When I put up saying about the power cut someone yeah. messaged me and said were you meant to post this yesterday and i was like as if you know our show is meant to be on a monday that's amazing oh yeah yeah so they only saw they didn't see the your postponed one. they obviously hadn't seen the postponed post no but they, i was like oh, look oh at my us. god people actually care i know look at us becoming part of people's routine well shout out to everyone in the chat on this show we love you we appreciate you thank you ever so much for tuning in we are going to be back next monday and do you know what we can actually tell you who the fucking guests are going to be because I'm sorting my shit out and trying to book things in advance. Well, actually, yeah. you booked half of next week's lineup, so you can tell your half. Well, I haven't actually confirmed on email, but the, it should be confirmed. <laughs> so we'll, we'll just say it. Um, we've got Sam from Shields. Hell yeah. UK metalcore band made a return last year. Hell yeah. At Burn It Down. I spoke to them then, and we're going to have Sam on to talk about the future of, of Shields. Ooh. Big scoops. Big and scoops. Then, and then... 
We're going to be joined by one of the greatest guitarists making music at the moment, a man who is responsible for so many riffs and so many breakdowns that have crushed faces, melted minds, and put so much destruction into mosh pits that honestly... There's probably a long list of people who are like, oh, do you know where I got this? Do you know where I got this? Watching this band. It's Chris from The Ghost Inside who's going to be joining us next Monday. Yeah. Very excited fun. about that. Very excited. Ghost Inside have been churning out some of the best music of their entire career. Like tunes like Death Grip. What was that one that we reacted to? I do not remember the name. I can't stop listening to Death Grip, man. Death Grip is such a fucking banger. Anyway, my friends, that is next Monday's show. But all that is left for us to say on today's show is my name's John Mahon. Peace and love. Stay alive. And I'm Ollie Rout. Go fuck yourselves. See you later.